Welcome to Digication Scholars Conversations. I'm your host, Kelly Driscoll. In this episode, you'll hear part one of my conversation with Patty Goodman Hayward from Northeastern University. More links and information about today's conversation can be found on Digication's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Full episodes of Digication Scholars Conversations can be found on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Welcome to Digication Scholars Conversations. I'm your host, Kelly Driscoll. My guest today is Patty Goodman Hayward. Patty, it is so great to have you on Digication Scholars today. Thank you so much. I really am excited to be able to share what all we've done with education. So thank you for inviting me. Yeah, there's been some exciting things going on. So for those listening, Patty is the Associate Teaching Professor in the Corporate and Organizational Communication Graduate Program and Human Resource Management Graduate Program at Northeastern University. And It has been so much fun having met you and learned about what you're doing with your students. And I really wanted the opportunity for you to share with our listeners, because I think what you're doing is going to be quite inspiring for a lot of folks out there. So, Patty, I'm going to let you take the wheel. (laughs) And uh, I would love to hear how you got introduced to ePortfolios, how you got started, because it feels like you just hit the ground running. And (laughs) it's been so much fun to watch. Well, thank you. Tell us about it. (laughs) So funny enough, I mean, it does feel like that, you know, it hasn't been that long ago. But when I started looking back a little bit and saying, so when did I start with education? It was 2016. And so I know, I know. So in in 2016, um, our graduate school of education had been incorporating the e-portfolio into their programming. Yes. So I actually had a colleague was sharing how excited they were to have this new platform and this idea of a digital portfolio and rather than doing just a thesis at the end of a program right, or right. end of a class. And my faculty director, Carl, Dr. Carl Zangrel, and I were really exploring ways of looking at the end of a program what to do in the capstone and really have the students reflect across their entire program coursework and experiences and, you know, how they've incorporated this and thinking about this, this learning in career moving forward. And so we met with uh, faculty from the Graduate School of Ed. We met with folks from Digication. We also met with individuals at our Center for uh, Teaching, Research, and Learning. And we decided we should add an e-portfolio. So we also met with our instructional designer and one of our newer faculty members. And and we kind of became this team thinking about what would go in it, what would be guidelines, how would we grade it. And then I kind of was saying, you know, we ought to have a student work group. (laughs) Let's understand what do the students potentially think about this? (laughs) What do they want? Uh, You know, how could we create maybe a template? I wasn't really sure. 
So we put out an ask in our graduate program and said, you know, are there some students that would be willing to work with me for a year? And we'd meet monthly and learn about ePortfolios together and then potentially come up with some recommendations. And so that's what we did from academic year 2016 to 2017. And I'll have you know that one of the students that was in that program has later, not only did she do a phenomenal ePortfolio and win uh, was awarded one of our best ePortfolios for our first uh, showcase that we're now we're on our fourth showcase, but um, <laughs> she's also now working on a book with me. So th- oh, just to show you, goodness. just that to show so you cool. how, how connections can happen because you really get to know somebody through the process of, of working with them in a work group. And then also, you know, building these concepts of an ePortfolio. And so after the corporate and organizational communications program, we put in the ePortfolio, we built it in from beginning class, uh, had a couple of checkpoints, workshops, and again, it was awesome to have folks from uh, education to do some workshops with us. We also had some help from our internal academic uh, technology services to do some step-throughs in the process and how to connect it. Um, We were in Blackboard. Now we've switched yes. over to Canvas. <laughs> we had the old education. <laughs> now we have the new education. So, so we've done, we've done, we've grown with you all. Yes. So uh, we've really been pleased with the growth that we've seen in our showcases each year on the corporate and organizational communication side. So last year, in the midst of the pandemic, um, we had started looking at our new program, Human Resource Management Program. It really kicked off in 2019. Okay. And so we really had not had our capstone group yet to mm-hmm. come through. And, mm-hmm. and we, were, we were doing a, uh, the capstone or their final class would be an experiential learning process uh, project where they're using application and understanding making use of the theories and, and showing their understanding and knowledge. Um, and in that, we started thinking, you know, maybe we ought to consider an e-portfolio in HRM. Mm-hmm. Um, it made sense for communications with social media and, and so much being digital. And, and right. we've really been expanding our digital footprint just as a program in corporate and organizational communications. But we hadn't really looked at it from that perspective with HRM. So... You can imagine. I asked some of our students <laughs> in the HRM program. I was like, um, "How about we put together a student group and you know really investigate and understand from an HRM perspective?" Yeah. And since I got to be, it really I found it to be a privilege that. Um, not only did I help to facilitate, but really was a collaborator. I was mm-hmm. not leading the group. And I tried to make that clear from the beginning that, um, yeah, I might be helping us to organize and, and think about why we're here. But this should be a, a environment where we all have equal voice mm-hmm. and ideas and, you know, decide what we're moving on. So there was a little bit of a difference in these two student groups, and it was fascinating to see that. So the human resource management group said, you know, why don't we do a survey to HR professionals and see what they think about uh-huh. e right? Love it. 
I know, right? It was awesome. And so that's what we did. And a couple of the students worked in environments where they were able to, you know, send out this this brief little survey mm-hmm. um, to their colleagues in, in the HR area. Yeah. And through that process, we found out a couple of things. One is that within the HR environment, in terms of recruiting, many did not know about a digital e-portfolio idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The other that we found out is that they found there was a majority that thought it would be helpful mm-hmm. in getting to really um, highlight someone for what their uh, skills and competencies were to help them in the, the process of um, the recruitment process right, and, right. and uh, being hired. So we thought that's really, that's a good sign. So we, we maintained that. Then we did another survey um, on the student side and also incorporating faculty and mm-hmm. saying, what are the things that you think are important uh, that we should put into this e-portfolio? And in that process, um, we really identified a couple of things rather than having it courses. So on the corporate and organizational side, we asked people to identify their courses and their signature assignments related to that course Mm -hmm. and do a little reflection. Mm -hmm. But in the human resource management side, um, there's a, a, a wide range between where their concentration might be in human resource management from uh, AI all the way through to uh, global talent. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so we, what we found was interesting is that there was a more of a push to let's have it organized by competencies. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we did and then created a template that could be used in the new digication system <laughs> so that the new uh, students, and it'll all roll out this fall, for um, our class that are, are starting with uh, 2021 in HRM. So they'll be provided the template and they'll have some guidelines. And then we're going to be encouraging in their first couple of introductory classes. And then we'll have seminars that are going to be available throughout this academic year as touch points to help them to think about both their career. And that was a big piece of it is yeah. thinking about how ePortfolio helps you to reflect on what you've gained and learned and also build your personal brand and have this career development forward looking um, concept. So that's kind of where we are now. It's been a really um, fascinating journey. Uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed um, both working with the students and understanding more about just how to build an e-portfolio and why you put things into it and then the process of thinking about how to put things into it mm-hmm. um, and the students have all had very different perspectives which has been very so interesting valuable yeah <laughs> exactly so valuable and you know you would think you would hear more often about students providing insight into how the e-portfolios might be of most use for them. Yes. (laughs) And using that as kind of a starting point. Um, And then uh, you mentioned one of the big differences in in those programs was some of that high-level organization, whether it was going to be organized by course or whether it was going to be organized by competency. And 
it's great that you had the students as part of that conversation. And it sounds like for those students that wanted something that was more career oriented, where they wanted to be able to have an audience that might not be familiar with the curriculum, right? Right. Um, but really looking for specific skills that, um, that they have, that, that more competency-organized portfolio would be a better fit. But really without going through the process that you went through to get there and getting that insight yeah. from the students, you might have kind of gone into, well, we've created this template in this program. We'll just, you know, Repeat. change a couple, change the <laughs> title, add a new header. Well, That's bam, right. let's go. And, exactly. Um, and I, I love that you've had this kind of open and experimental kind of mindset to the project overall. Um, you just have this wonderful way of being this kind of active facilitator. And I, in everything that I see you do, it just seems at the heart of it all, it's about lifting people up and empowering people to see them see themselves for them best selves and get ready to share that with other people. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, I, I really, I think it's very important, especially um, in the adult learning process, that the learner should be in control yes. of what it is that they're learning and then how they're going to actually demonstrate and show that they've learned it. Yes. So, you know, building that accountability piece so that they feel contr that control is mm -hmm. so important. Mm -hmm. um, and I also think that the tools that education has so that they can put in a video, they can put in a uh, presentation, they can pull out parts of their presentation, maybe show just a couple of slides. Mm -hmm. um, they can make more of a banner so that, mm -hmm. you know, they can show pictures. There's just so many options that really can make it an individual's um, bring the focus in from an individual's perspective. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I, I did think it was so funny, though, from the human resource management side, um, their focus is why. Why do I want to put this in? Why am I doing it? Mm -hmm. um, what will be the purpose for it? And from kind of that first time, you know, when it was all fresh and new with the corporate and organizational communication students, the thought was, what can I save? Looking at the mm -hmm. ePortfolio as more of a, a means of archiving my work mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, because, you know, they they get to keep their ePortfolio with them. It's it's one of the things that we really emphasize is this yeah. is yours. Um, you know, you get to edit, change, add, subtract, hide yeah. things, whatever, after you graduate. Whereas when you graduate, you don't have access to what was then Blackboard and now we're using Canvas. Mm -hmm. Either way, all of that material that you've uploaded there is is gone. Right, right. Um, and so this is a really handy way to have some aspects of what they've accomplished in their, their learning process and to highlight that, um, especially these things that they're really proud of. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's really interesting because there are a number of programs that may be interested in using ePortfolios and come into it with that same kind of thinking 
that we need a way for the students to be able to archive all of this material. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but very often it's rooted in archiving it so that they have it for assessment purposes, whether they're doing mm -hmm. it within a course or if they're doing more of a program level assessment. And it's so interesting because very often, as soon as they get the students going, again, if they've introduced it well, um, that when they start to see that the students are kind of going beyond that you know, putting a file in a, in a folder kind of mentality and talking more about who they are and what their interests are and what their passions are, what their goals are in life and where they want to go in the world, all of those things, you know, if they've just kind of given the opportunity for the student to be flexible and know that it's theirs that it becomes something else. And then when the faculty see that, you know, it's like all kinds of light bulbs go off about different ways that, I mean, we kind of think about it as a medium, <laughs> that you yeah. put your medium can be yeah. used as a, as a space to create. And, and with that, there's just not a lot of limits. So, yeah, that's true. Um, so I, I loved hearing about, um, how you kind of invited the students in to be part of the work group. And when I was peeking at that presentation that you sent to me, I saw one of the things that they did was um, you were all kind of looking at, you know, okay, if this is going to be for your career, how is this different from my LinkedIn profile, mm -hmm. for example? And that was a great conversation. Um, yeah. And for many of our students, because we have many international students, uh, and LinkedIn is, is, it is known globally, but there's some areas of the world where LinkedIn is still not really as uh, focused upon as it might be in the United States or North mm -hmm. America. Um, so we wanted to encourage this concept of LinkedIn is a professional environment. You're mm -hmm. creating your professional networks. So you might have the presentation that you did in a class also and uploaded in your LinkedIn mm -hmm. uh, profile. And you might explain some of your certificates that you've completed or digital badges. Those would be, all be in LinkedIn. They probably would also be in your ePortfolio. But what you're also connecting in your ePortfolio are other experiences. So you might have done a summer internship and the impact of a specific uh, connection or um, an area that was really challenging and how you mm -hmm. overcame that challenge. And, and you put in a couple of sentences or a little paragraph above that particular assignment. That's where the ePortfolio is, is not just showing what you've done, but it's building in who you are and potentially how you might have transformed through these different learning experiences, um, the skills that you've gained beyond just what the skill of stakeholder analysis or being mm -hmm. able to write a, a job post or, you know, but how you've really uh, seen things through different eyes and, and thinking about these, these learnings that you've had on such a, a, a broader level or even connecting it to yourself. Mm -hmm. And another thing, when you had mentioned about a medium, it's so true that we do look at, you know, how else can we organize our information, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so much information <laughs> right now. Yeah. It's like everywhere. <laughs> and so how can we curate and organize yeah. our information? 
And on one level, the e-portfolio is a great mechanism uh, for those who have a natural skill for organizing information. They like to categorize things mm-hmm. in different ways. Um, but it also allows this idea of how you make connections mm-hmm. and how you're strategic um, and really thinking through, okay, if I want my career to be in the marketing business world, then I want to be able to show what my design sense is. I want to kind of bring in my personality right. and look for those kinds of jobs. If I want to work in the fashion industry, I might want to include some you know, particular um, pictures of either where I'm wearing a certain type of fashion or I've connected into fashion. And so that's another piece that on the corporate and organizational communication side, because we have the social social media design, some Mm -hmm. of those elements uh, with those students that are are learning about that, they automatically bring those ideas in. Whereas on the human resource management side, that's not always something that's built into what we're we're teaching in the curriculum. You know, we're right, right. We're, we're trying to teach what they're going to need to be using within the the field uh, of where they are. But it does give an opportunity for them to bring in their personality. So, mm-hmm. an example: we have one student who uh, plays the guitar and sings. You know, and so she is able to kind of br- highlight that as part of her background yeah. and express how that helps her to be um, feel confident when she's doing presentations. Oh, and that's in, very cool. Right, and in recruiting, yeah. you're often doing kind of this presentation uh, type of um, communication, and that's an important thing to be aware of. And that may never come up in an interview if you didn't have it in your e-portfolio. Right, right. And a recruiter gets to kind of see that piece about you. Yeah. And and then the other challenge with the e-portfolio is that um, we, we want to be fair that not every single student um, has this creative edge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, we all have different talents. Exactly. <laughs> um, and and some might be more creative than others. Some might be more of a perfectionist uh, than others or, or, uh, or have a very organized um, right brain, left brain differences, mm-hmm. right? So in doing the um, a rubric in order to grade it, because we do grade e-portfolios as part of their final capstone after they've completed their project, then they do submit a final e-portfolio. Um, and they do get a letter grade for that. And then each of the faculty members who feel that, you know, it's an extraordinary e-portfolio, we submit those to be reviewed by our alumni. And um, we have a group of alumnus that go through and um, provide, you know, insights and they complete an evaluation. And then we end up with usually three, sometimes we've had four just because they were amazing. Um, and those are the mm-hmm. ones that we showcase in October from the previous academic year. And so that's a nice way to have our new students in the fall in the October showcase, they're getting to see what last academic year, last graduating class yeah these amazing e-portfolios and, you know, you just are like, oh, wow. You feel like you, you know, the person yeah. and to have that individual then share, you know, what it was like to go through and, and think about these different assignments that they might've done a year ago and reflect back and how assignments connect. That's one of the things that we just love to hear is while I was doing yeah. the portfolio and writing some of my, my learnings and, and how I'm applying it, I was thinking, wow. So, 
intercultural communication actually does connect with ethics. And yeah. that actually did come up. And you're like, we did it! <laughs> It's happening. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And those are, those are the things you just love to hear. And of course, we've heard, we definitely have had students that shared their e-portfolio and, and with part of a project. And all of a sudden, they start to be tapped for doing this bigger job and then getting a promotion um, or being able to step into a new job. And that e-portfolio elevated them in terms of, what their capabilities were because there's yeah. evidence right it's an evidence-based right and they uh, might not have had great. the opportunity to show that in their current role exactly so yeah. creativity is a part of the rubric but it's not a huge part i mean you know the, they get extra points obviously you know mm-hmm. um but you could still you absolutely can can uh, complete your capstone even if you tend to not be that creative wonder Mm-hmm. And we really mm-hmm. felt that was important on the uh, in, in do, creating the rubric. Now, for corporate and organizational communication program, we didn't have the students involved <laughs> with the rubric development because, as faculty and and our instructional designer, we kind of pulled that together with our guidelines. This concludes part one of our conversation with Patty Goodman Hayward from Northeastern University. To hear part two, be sure to subscribe to Digication Scholars Conversations on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Digication Scholars Conversations is brought to you by Digication, a technology platform powering the most innovative e-portfolio programs in K-12 and higher education. Our website can be found at digication.com. This episode was produced by Drew Albanicius. Thanks for listening. <laughs>